Okay. Oh, anyway, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. Remember, they got the promised land here. Genesis beginning. I mean, Jesus thinks that's the beginning. Uh, I believe we have evidence everywhere that shows it's the beginning. Okay. Now, we believe God did that. Now, that might be a challenge to some, but, you know, but uh, sure makes sense to me. Those stars don't move around. You know, it's like they're kind of, and it's like they say, when you start thinking about it, it's intelligent design. Wow. Anyway, uh, Exodus, it picks up with the end of Genesis, the very last chapter. They're in Egypt in the end of Genesis, okay? Coat of many colors. Joseph is second to Pharaoh. Exodus, when they say there's a mass exodus, it's about getting out. They got out from Egypt. So you could liken the E to exit and also remember it's Egypt. Wow. A story that they keep saying all through the Bible happened. But today, nah, it didn't really happen because see, they don't believe in it. They're not your friends. Not even friends, but I'm just saying they're not trying to help you. They're just trying to get you, don't, don't believe this. It doesn't matter. It's naturalism, you know. Anyway, here we go. So when you get through Exodus, they get out and where they're going. They're going to the promised land. Leviticus is all going to the promised land. Numbers going to the promised land. They're already there. They're not in it yet. But Deuteronomy, they're looking at it right across the Jordan River. That's where they're standing. And it's a speech in Deuteronomy. I never heard that all my life until I read the book. It tells you in the first chapter. Actually, it tells you what date it is. I think it was March something. Well, it was March 25th. I remember it was my sister's birthday. Whatever year. Joshua, they go into the promised land. There's Jericho and all that stuff. And they took over the promised land. At the end of Joshua, Joshua dies. And everybody goes back to worshiping idols. They lost it. So in Judges, they're running for cover. In the very last chapter, remember Judges has, you know, Samson, the story of Samson in it, and, you know, a bunch of other great stories in there. Gideon is in there. It only lasted as long as, they only had a good time as long as that judge was alive. That's the reason it's called Judges. Anyway, so at the last of Judges, let's just take the last chapter, chapter 21. Let's get the last verse, see what we got here. Uh, there was no king in Israel in those days, and every man did whatever he thought was right. Somehow, some way, there was a book in here called Ruth. So let's take a look at it. It goes so fast. You talk about a, a uh, what do we like to call them? I'd like to call them a chick flick, you know, a love story, comedy. Here you go. Watch this. Yeah, but Richard, we, this is a spiritual. Uh, man, this, you get so much spiritual stuff out of this. It's fantastic. But it's not a mythological book. It's a history. This is what actually happened. Is what's to me, what to me makes it even more spiritual. Here we go. Ruth chapter one. Now, I will tell you this. Ruth is going to be grandmother to King David. But you're not going to see David here. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Here we go. Ruth chapter one. Long ago when the judges ruled in Israel. Makes sense. Because we just saw what just happened. Okay. Last chapter of Judges. A man de- named uh, Amalekat, uh, excuse me, Elimelech, whatever, what did you call him? L, okay. Elimelech, there you go. From Bethlehem. Why oh, we keep hearing Bethlehem, 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 old little town of Bethlehem. Boy, it rings a bell, doesn't it? Because we know uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. We're going to find out. He left the country because of the famine and moved to the land of Moab. Why do we need that? Why do you ever move? New job, new whatever. With him, were his, with him were his wife, Naomi. Oh, I know this story. Yes, you do. 
and two sons, Malon and Shelon. What names? We'll just call them Mike and Charlie. Gee whiz. But anyway, so it's Naomi. Oh, we've heard of that. So Naomi is his wife. During their residence there, uh, now where did they go? They went to Moab. Now, if you remember, Moab, that's one of Lot's daughter's boys, which really Lot would be the daddy. If you remember that, when Sodom and Gomorrah got blown to smithereens, those two daughters got their dad drunk, okay? And they both had a child, and one of them is where it started the Moabites. It's the reason the Lord wouldn't allow the children of Israel to attack the Moabites. But later on, eh, the land of Moab got in some real big trouble with the Lord because they didn't help. <clears throat> Let's say they didn't love their brother. They didn't help Israel out. All right. During their time of residence there, notice they're not in the Holy Land. They're, what, well, I thought you were in the Promised Land. No. He was in the Promised Land in Bethlehem, but he left the country because of famine, moved to Moab. Now, uh-oh, here we go. Her husband, Elamech, died, okay? And Naomi was left with her two sons. Okay. These young men, Malon and Shalon, married girls of Moab. Well, that's what you should do. No, that's not what you're supposed to do, right? But anyway, we'll see what happens anyway. Married girls of Moab, Orpha and... Oh, there she is, Ruth. But later, both men died, so Naomi was left alone without her husband or sons. Now, they didn't have... Obamacare, you know, they didn't have, you know, you know, well, it's okay. We're in, no, man, see how amazing our nation is. We got all these things we can fall back on, but look at this, man, you lose your sons and your husband. Uh Oh, anyway, she didn't have a husband or sons. She decided, look at this, to return to Israel. Now, why? With her daughters-in-law, for she had heard that the Lord had blessed his people by giving them good crops again. Now, how did she hear that? Just have a funny feeling? Nope. She heard. Word got around. Now, remember, I mean, Israel was trying. We just read everybody was doing what they thought was right. A bunch of them knew exactly what to do. A bunch of them knew exactly what not to, or whatever, to do the wrong thing. Anyway. But after they began their homeward journey, they're on the way to the promised land again, she changed her mind and said to her two daughters, why don't you return home to your parents' home instead of coming with me? May the Lord reward you for your faithfulness to your husbands and to me. Now, where'd she get that from? She believed in the Lord, see? That's the reason she's going back anyway. She heard the Lord. And she's telling her two daughters, look, your husband's died. Why are you going to go? Go back to your parents. May he bless you with another happy marriage. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's just keep going. It's history, isn't it? Then she kissed them, and they all broke down and cried. Wow. No, they said. We want to be, go be with your, you and your people. But Naomi replied, it's better for you to return to your own people. And look, she says, do I, have, <laughs> do I have any younger sons who would grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters. Return to your parents, for I'm too old to have a husband. And even if it were possible, and I became pregnant tonight and bore sons, would you wait for them to grow up? No, of course not, my daughters. Oh, how I grieve for you that the Lord has punished me in this way that injures you. Okay, that's just what she thinks, okay? But as you know, the Lord's going to bless her anyway. We have problems, hit us, whatever. And again, they cried together. Oprah uh, uh, kissed her mother-in-law goodbye and returned to her childhood home. But Ruth insisted on staying with Naomi. Did you see it said in there that the, the Spirit of God... No, it did it, Come on, you would have done this. I mean, two, da- two daughters? I mean, t- yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, people just do that. 
There were 10 lepers. I read it the other day. 10 lepers. They said, Jesus, have mercy on us. And remember what Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. And they went to go show themselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them realized he was healed. He ran back before Jesus and said, thank you, thank you. Jesus said, we're not nine cleansed. Who is this, you know, foreigner, the Living Bible says, is basically a Samaritan that comes to give thanks. And he says, hey, your faith made you whole, you know. I mean, some people just, like I say, no wonder Ruth said this. Don't make me leave. I want to go wherever you go. And I want to live wherever you live. Your people shall be my people. Look at this. And your God shall be my God. We know how this happens. Yeah. I want to die where you die and be buried there. May the Lord, look at this. Now she's putting an oath on it. May the Lord do terrible things to me if I allow anything but death to separate us. Now you've got friends that acted like that before. I want to be with you. Well, when Naomi saw that Ruth had made up her mind and could not be persuaded, she stopped urging her. Wow. So they both came to Bethlehem. Now, think just a minute. What a deal. Naomi, Naomi did lose her husband, did lose her two sons, but one daughter is sticking with her. Praise God. That would be a handy thing. Man. Anyway, so here we go. Uh, so they both came to Bethlehem and the entire village was stirred by their arrival. What? You got to remember, Naomi, I mean, the, the, the people of Israel, remember you had land that belonged to you. It was supposed to be, even if it got messed up, you got it back after the 50th year. It always belonged in the family. All right. Is it really Naomi? The women asked. But she said, look, now, as you can tell, she's lost her husband. She's lost her two sons. So look what she says. Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Naomi means pleasant. Mara means bitter. She said, for, for Almighty God has dealt bitter blows. Okay, dealt me bitter blows. Now, you, she's not a pastor's wife. She's not a priest. She's just going by what she thinks, okay? Yeah, bad things happen, whatever. At least she acknowledges that the Lord's in her life somehow. But she thinks that the Lord did all this to her. Whatever. A lot of people think that way. Hopefully it won't keep you from the Lord. Just keep going, okay? I went out full and the Lord has brought me home empty. We got a book of Job coming up. It looked like the same thing with Job, but it didn't happen that way. It all turned around, didn't it? So anyway, she says, why should you call me Naomi when the Lord has turned his back on me and sent such calamity? Now, already, do you remember? Wait a minute. Well, hold. I think you got the wrong take on this, Naomi. You lost your husband. I know. That's bad. You lost your two sons, and you lost both. Uh, oh, you didn't lose both daughters. And now where are you? You're no longer in Moab. You've now made it to some place that you thought was okay, and it actually is okay. So here we go. End of this chapter. Their return from Moab... Uh, and arrival in Bethlehem was the beginning. Was at the beginning of the barley harvest. That's a spiritual point, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's a story. And here we go, second chapter. Now, so right, this is barley harvest. Now Naomi had an in-law there in Bethlehem who was very wealthy. His name was Boaz. Now wait just a minute. Look at this trail of blessing. She still had an in-law who was very wealthy. His name is Boaz. Guess what? He's in the genealogy of Jesus because that's why this book's important. One day, Ruth said to Naomi, perhaps I could go into the fields. Remember which one? Ruth is the daughter. Naomi the, was the mother. Perhaps I can go into the fields with, uh, of some kind man and glean free grain behind his reapers. Now wait, remember, remember who this woman is. Let's see. 
she's an Israelite. No, she's not. She's a foreigner. She's a Moabite. Everybody knows she's a Moabite too. All right. Maybe I can go out in the field and some kind man uh, to glean, uh, and some kind man to glean free grain behind his reapers. In other words, there'll be some, you know, they've already got the combines going. There's a lot of debris still out here. It's still good stuff. Just load your stuff. Okay. All right. But notice she said she's expecting something. Nothing ever good helps me. <sighs> wow. How can we believe that? Especially what we were talking about a few minutes ago about just so great that the Lord's with us. Anyway, Naomi says, all right, dear daughter, go ahead. So she did. And as it happened, the field where she found herself belonged to Boaz, this relative of Naomi's husband. Well, she sent him an email. No, she didn't send him any email. This is the Lord doing all this. Boaz arrived from the city while she was there. After exchanging greetings with the reapers, he said to his foreman, Hey, who's that chick over there? Okay. The foreman replied, It's that girl from the land of Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could pick up the grain dropped by the reapers, and she has been at it ever since for a few minutes rest over there in the shade. Boy, she's a hard worker, wasn't it? Boaz went over and talked to her. <laughs> wow. Totally popular now. Listen, my child, he said to her, good grief. If you don't see your life right here, you know, you're not looking or you're not trusting. The 23rd, this is the 23rd Psalm all over. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy. Look at this. Boaz went over, talked to her. Listen, my child, he said to her, stay right here with us to glean. Don't think about going into other fields. Stay right here behind my women workers. I've warned the young men not to bother you. And if you're thirsty, go help yourself to the water. <laughs> All right. She thanked him warmly. How can you be so kind to me? She asked. You must know. Look at that. I am only. See, I'm a Moabite. I'm a foreigner. Hmm. Jesus went 50 miles, which was a two-day journey one time to help one woman. That's all that's in the scripture there. He went to Tyre and there was that woman that was begging saying, have mercy on me. My daughter's grievously vexed with the devil. Even the disciples said, tell her to get out of here. And Jesus said, it's not right for to give the children's bread to the dogs. Remember that story? And she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs get the crumbs. Living Bible says even the puppies. <laughs> you know? And he said, woman, you know, your faith has saved you. Your daughter's free, you know. And then all of a sudden he goes back to Capernaum. What was all that about? He went to help. She was a foreigner. Anyway, yes, I know, Boaz replied. And I also know all about the love and your kindness you've shown to your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. And how you left your father and mother in your own land and have come here to live among strangers. <laughs> so now he's calling them. He says, man, we're a bunch of strangers to you. Boy, look how much details he knew. May the, look at that. May the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, bless you for it. Wow. You talk about God getting you in the right place. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, sir, she replied. You are so good to me, and I'm not even one of your workers. Now, of course, if you read Ruth, you know she's going to marry this guy. But we don't know nothing about that here. Mm -mm. Don't know any about that. Which Can you see how I just blow her socks off? She didn't know she's going to marry this guy. She has no idea. You're so kind to me, and I'm not even one of your workers. 
At lunchtime, Boaz called to her, come and eat with us. Wow. So she sat with his reapers and he gave her food more than she could eat. And when she went back to work again, Boaz told his young men to let her glean right among the sheaves without stopping her. Wow. So she's right there. I mean, she's getting the majority of the stuff that didn't get done. And, and look at this. He said, oh, he'd also snap off a few, you know. Just, oh, I dropped that one. Yeah. <laughs> snap off a few of some of the heads of barley and drop them on purpose for her to glean. Man, what a deal. What a deal. All right. And not to make any remarks. You know, it's like Phil talking about he got $700 off on whatever he was trying to buy. I mean, good grief. Praise the Lord. Anyway, so she worked, all, she worked there all day, and in the evening when she had beaten out the barley she had gleaned, it came to a whole bushel. She carried it back into the city and gave it to her mother-in-law and with what was left of her lunch. Oh, and also she brought her lunch. With what was left of her lunch. So much, Naomi explained. Where in the world did you glean today? Praise the Lord. Now, wait a minute. Let's don't have his Jesus stuff in here. That's the whole root of it all. Praise the Lord for whoever was so kind to you. So Ruth told her, oh, really? Hmm. Ruth told her uh, mother-in-law about it and mentioned that the owner of the field was Boaz. Praise the Lord for a man like that. God has continued his kindness to us as well as your dead husband. Naomi cried excitedly. Isn't that great? Why, that man is one of our closest relatives. Now, what happened to wanting to be called Mara? It's going away. Now, remember another guy that had some trouble? He, he lost all his brothers. Coat of many colors. His brothers were so mean to him, they sold him as a slave. You know what I'm talking about? Joseph. Joseph thought he would never see his family again. He named his two boys Ephraim and Manasseh. Manasseh meant uh, cause to forget. I may have them backwards. Ephraim meant blessing or a table of blessing because He's going, yeah, I lost my family, but I'm practically king of Egypt. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of like, well, all right. And all of a sudden, his family shows up. Oh, what a fantastic story in the book of Genesis. You know, what happened, all right. Anyway, well, Ruth told her, he said to, what, let me back up. Okay, well, Ruth told her, he said to come back and stay close behind his reapers until the entire field is harvested. This is wonderful, Naomi exclaimed. Do as he said, stay with her girl, stay with his girls uh, right through the whole harvest, and you'll be safer there than any other field. So look at, look at safety there. Okay, so Ruth did and gleaned with them until the end of the barley harvest. Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, then the wheat, oh, uh, yeah, then the wheat harvest too. Okay, that's the end of that. See, this thing's fast. This is this, this is so short. One day, one day, so she'd been doing it for, it can't be months, it's still in the harvest time. So it had to be within two or three weeks or so. Naomi said to Ruth, uh, my dear, isn't it time that I try to find a husband for you? Oh God, you, you just ruin everything. I remember as a teenager, you know, we were told and we were learning about Jesus and whatever. And some clown comes in there and tries to tell us that you need to be Jesus first. You don't need to be dating anybody. Man, we need to be dating people. You better learn some lessons about high school love quick, you know. My opinion, Jesus is no matter where you are. Mercy. When God created Adam, he said it ain't good that he be alone. And it's the same thing today, you know, praise the Lord. Now, you, we all have grace if we're alone, but I'm just telling you that this is not like, well, this is going to ruin it. No. 
And so she said, hey, isn't it time? I'm trying to find a husband for you, and you get happily married again. The man I'm thinking of is Boaz. <laughs> He's been so kind to us and is a close relative. I happen to know that he will be winnowing barley tonight out in the threshing floor. Now do what I tell you. Bathe and put on some perfume, some Chanel there, and some nice clothes and go down to the threshing floor. Ah, the Bible's full of homeless people, rat-infested clothes. Oh, please, good grief. Man, I'm sure she looked like a knockout. But don't let him see you there until he's finished his supper. Notice where he lies. <laughs> this is just like a movie. Notice where he's lying down to sleep. And then go and lift the cover off his feet. What's that? Well, it's something they did back then. Lift the cover off his feet and lie down there. She crawled in bed with him practically. Look at this. And he'll tell you what to do concerning marriage. Now, the reason Naomi was putting, was putting Ruth up to this because she already knew Boaz liked her. Ruth replied, all right, I'll do whatever you say. So she went down to the threshing floor that night, followed her mother-in-law's instruction. After Boaz had a good meal, he lay down very contentedly beside a heap of grain and went to sleep. He's in the barn. Okay, you've seen those love stories. Okay. Then Ruth came quietly and lifted up the cover off his feet and lay there. Suddenly, old Boaz wakes up. <gasps> Here she is. Around midnight, he wakened and sat up startled. There was a woman lying at his feet. Hey, uh, who, who are you? <laughs> he demanded. Uh, it's I, sir, Ruth. So she replied, look at that. She, she's the one that proposed. Make me your wife according to God's law, for you are my closest relative. Now, there's a reason for that, because she was kinfolk. And the Bible said, if you remember the, the ones that came to Jesus saying, there ain't no resurrection. We know a guy who married to so-and-so. He had seven brothers. And when the brother died, uh, the next brother married her. And then when that brother died, the next brother. It's the same thing. So that's what they're saying here. You're the closest kin, and it would be okay for you to marry me. Actually, according to God's law. Look at he says, thank God for a girl like you. Now, this, <laughs> Boaz, you're going to find out, is twice her age. Okay. Anyway. For you're even kinder to, oh, for you are being even kinder to Naomi now than before. Naturally, look at that, there it is. You'd prefer a younger fellow, <laughs> even though poor. Wait, what do you throw that in there for? History, because Boaz has got some moolah. But you have put aside your personal desires. Now, don't worry about a thing, <laughs> my child. I'll handle the details. For everyone knows what a wonderful person you are. You think being wonderful gets you somewhere? Jesus said so. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. He says, whoops, there's only one problem. I think God's good at fixing problems. Yeah, watch this. It's true I'm a close relative, but there's still someone else who is more closely related to you than I am. Uh, you got cousin so-and-so. He may want you. Uh-oh. He says, stay here tonight, and in the morning, I'll talk to him. And if he will marry you, fine. Let him do his duty. But if he won't, I will. Look at this. I swear by Jehovah. Uh, I, lie down. No, excuse me. But if he won't, yeah. He said, I will. I swear by Jehovah. He knows I'll marry you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until morning and was up early. Before daybreak, he said to her, don't let it be known that a woman was here at the threshing floor. Okay. Bring your shawl, he told her. Then he tied a bushel and a half. Oh, my goodness. Look at these gifts. A bushel and a half of barley, and it was a present for her mother-in-law, and laid it on her back. Then she returned home. <laughs> Remember, I'm sure uh, Ruth said, well, 
my mom-in-law told me to do this. He says, yeah, your mom's a good woman. <laughs> you take this back to her. Wow, anyway. Well, what happened, dear? Naomi said. Uh, Naomi asked her when she arrived home. She told Naomi everything. Don't you know there was some details? Yeah. And gave her the barley from Boaz and mentioned his remark that she mustn't go home without a present. Then Naomi said to her, just be patient until we hear what happens. Look at this phrase. For Boaz, <laughs> he won't rest until he's followed through with this. Yeah, buddy. It's probably that old, that old lustful love. You know, there's no such thing as love. Oh, good grief. He loves her and he wants her as his wife. It's just as natural as it could be. Naomi said, just be patient. Okay, Boaz won't rest. Okay, he'll settle it today. <laughs> yeah, really. All those movies where they're chasing each other down at the very last scene. Here we go, last chapter. So have you seen how the Lord's been working all through this? Yeah, it's the reason it's part of the Bible. So Boaz went down to the marketplace. He found the relative he mentioned. Remember, by law, there's a closer one. He had to go to the first cousin first or whatever. Say, come over here, he called him. I want to talk to you a minute. So they sat down. Boaz called for ten of the chief men of the village and asked them to sit as witnesses. Whoa, it's official business. Boaz said to his relative, you know Naomi, who came back to us from Moab? She's selling our brother Amalekic's property. See, that now we know. See, that boy still had some property. She's selling it. I felt I should speak to you about it so that you can buy it if you wish, with the respected men as witnesses, if you want it. Let me know right away, for if you don't take it, I will. You have first right to purchase it, and I'm next. Look at this. The man replied, all right, I'll buy it. Well, there's a little catch here, of course. <laughs> I know. Don't you think Boaz is praying? I bet you pray. I bet you Boaz prayed all night long. Oh, Lord, don't let him get this property. Because <laughs> then he would get that good-looking Ruth. That man would. Boaz wouldn't. Then Boaz says, well, you, your, your purchase of the land from Naomi requires your marriage to Ruth. So that you can have children to carry on her husband's name and inherit the land. Same story we heard about Jesus, isn't it? Ah, then I can't do it. Oh, don't you know that boy, old Boaz lit up at this. For her sons would become heir to my property too. You buy it. Praise God. You can't lose for winning here. Praise God. In those days, look at this. It was the custom in Israel for a man transferring a right of purchase to pull off his, what? You gotta pull, let me get my right one. Pull off his sandal. Oh, it doesn't matter which one. Yeah, Pull off his sandal and hand it to the other guy. Isn't that kind of goofy? But anyway, it's, I guess, like having a notary public. This publicly validated the transaction. So as Boaz said, so as the man said to Boaz, you buy it for yourself, he drew off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the witnesses and the crowd standing around, you have seen today that I have bought all the property of Amalekek. Now remember, whatever, Elimelech. That was... Naomi's, whatever, L, uh, that, was, that was Naomi's wife, I mean husband. And Shilin and Maon was the, was the sons from Naomi. And that with it I have purchased, look at that, he's, he's purchased Ruth, the Moabitess, Moabitess, the widow of Milon, to be my wife so that she can have a son and carry on the family name of her dead husband. Remember, she's great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. And only great, 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 or two greats of David. Or one great, whatever. And all the people standing there, and the witnesses replied, we're witnesses. May the Lord, look at this, may the, 
Now we already know we're we're 1500 years later. May the Lord make this woman who is now coming to your home as fertile as those two women never existed. Yes, they did. They're the they're the mothers of all the 12 tribes of the SEC. Remember I like to say Georgia whatever, Alabama, Auburn. It's the 12 children of Israel. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob married these two girls. Rachel was a knockout. Leah had pretty eyes. Remember that? Okay. From all, uh, from whom all the nation of Israel descended, may you be a great and successful man in Bethlehem. Well, we shouldn't be putting people's hopes up like that. Oh, good grief. That's how backward we are today. Yes, you are. And may the descendants of the Lord, uh, no, excuse me, and may the descendants the Lord will give you from this young woman be as numerous and honorable as those of our ancestors of Perez, the sons of Tamar, and Judah. Yeah. Which were, that, that, that was, well, it was Judas. You had Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob was married to Leah and uh, Rachel and Leah. One of their kids was Judah. And that's what he's saying here. And one of Judah's kids, uh, uh, no, actually Judah was married to uh, uh, Tamar. And Perez was their son. That's what it is. Anyway, so Boaz, they probably just had it as a shotgun wedding. No, <laughs> I'm sure it was fantastic. Boaz married Ruth. He slept with her for the Lord gave her a son. And the women of the city said to Naomi, Bless the Lord who has given you this little grandson. May, be, may he be famous in Israel. Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see what makes him famous. May he restore your youth and take care of you in your old age. Good grief. Do you see blessing here? Yeah. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you so much. And who has been kinder to you than seven sons? Wow. Just good old thanks to Naomi. Naomi, well, I mean, to Ruth. To Ruth, Naomi took care of the baby. The neighbor, the neighbor and the neighbor women said, now at last, Naomi has a son again. They named him, there it is. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse and grandfather of King David. Boy, you see where we're going from here. Mercy. The family tree, remember they were crying after Jesus all the time. Son of David, have mercy on me, son of David. Now we know the history, the tree behind this thing. Uh, this is the family tree of Boaz, beginning with the ancestor of Perez. That would Perez would actually be Judah. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. One of them was his dad. The ancestor of Perez, Perez, Hezron, Ram, Abinadab, Nashon, Salmon, Boaz, Obed, Jesse, and David. Boy, they had the family. You got a family tree, whether we know it or not. We didn't just show up. I mean, I just, all of a sudden, the Adairs showed up. No. I had a mom and daddy somewhere, trails back. And there's where it shows like that. Wow. Father, we thank you for your word today. We, we thank you for the blessings you poured out on Ruth and Naomi, too, and Boaz and the whole town because they, apparently they were serving you. And Lord, we thank you today. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of us. Praise the Lord. Lord, if we're hurting financially, you'll take care of that, too. According to this story, praise the Lord. And the same thing's true if we're facing any kind of difficulty or problem, even if it looks so bleak and bad as what Naomi was saying. Don't even call me blessed anymore. Call, call me a loser. <laughs> Lord, we're having that much trouble. Bail us out. Get us out of trouble. We're looking to you for answers. And so, Father, we just thank you that you will. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others what great things you've done for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, right at 30 minutes there, too. Praise the Lord.